Hello, and welcome to the Whole Equestrian Podcast. We're here bridging the gap between riding and wellness, discussing topics related to mindset, fitness, nutrition, and community. Our mission is to promote health and happiness through our love of horses. I am Dr. Tyler Held, a certified mental performance consultant, a mostly retired five-star groom, a gym owner and purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and a lifelong equestrian. So I'm here to share my thoughts about wellness in the equestrian world, and I can't think of a better way to do that than with our guest today. Um, Stephanie Everett is a local Kennett Square connection that I made. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that story in the episode, Um, but she's awesome. I love her viewpoint. I love everything we're talking about, and uh, you want to listen to this whole episode, guys, because we have a really exciting announcement at the end, so make sure you keep listening um, or you're going to miss out on a really fun opportunity. Hi guys, I'm here with Stephanie Everett of Total Evolution Health and Transition um, and I am really looking forward to this conversation today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Thank you. All right. So uh, you are not a horse person, right? So let's start <laughs> off by like telling the listeners who you are, um, and then we can talk a little bit about why you're here. No, I'm not a horse person. I would love to be. I would love to do all the things. In fact, that's like a tagline I say, do all the things. Um, I am, my, my story is kind of a total evolution, kind of how I got here. Um, it started, you know, just kind of growing up. I was relatively unhealthy, just really not paying attention to the things I was eating and um, just, you know, the normal, like, growing up, coming of age, like, so many people have the same story. Um, But what I didn't notice at that time is that my biology was significantly impacting my biography. I had very poor um, image of myself. My self-worth was really low. And I would say there was like a good 15 year span of time where I was totally just failing at hitting any of the things that I wanted to hit, like hitting those goals or just because like I I figured in my mind, like I'm not I'm not worth it. Like I'm not I'm not all the things I want to be. And I didn't realize like how much my biography was affecting my biology. And I always joke, like I have stretch marks from not being pregnant and having a baby. <laughs> like I have them from my, my thicker days. And um, not that that has like, I don't think like being thick should promote like um, a negative self and worth, you yeah. know? I think that you just shouldn't be limited by your biology with in accordance to the goals you want to hit. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And so um, one of our mutual friends, I guess you could say, like messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, I think you would really hit it off with Stephanie. Like you guys uh, have a lot of the same ideas, a lot of the same principles and stuff. And so I sent a message to Stephanie. I didn't know at the time that you were not a horse person. And I get a message back of like, I know nothing about horses. And so I was like, oh, interesting. Um, And so we've met several times at this point and kind of talked and 
about our philosophies on wellness and we're just like really connecting and vibing um and with the whole mission of the whole equestrian to be bridging the gap between riding and wellness i just really feel like it's valuable to have someone on that has the wellness scope and maybe even is ignorant to the realities of the horse world right because we need to take those recommendations of wellness from just generally what wellness is right like you don't know what you don't know and also what's to say that i'm not going to become a horse person right right? like who knows like the world is limitless and do all the things and if that's something that i'm like oh my god i'm in love with this yeah my husband's gonna freak out Because I know that it is costly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Even uh, I'm doing like my first horse show since 2017 this weekend. And I, I mean, I've been riding the horse like three times a week. This week I rode every day. And like the whole weekend's going to be dedicated to the horse show. And my boyfriend's like, you've been spending so much time with the horse. And I'm like, first of all, I don't even own it. It's not even been like a big financial commitment. Like this is nothing compared to. If it was yours. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll own a horse again someday, but I think where it's at is riding someone else's. So yeah. That's kind of yeah. that's kind of where. Maybe I'm. that's where I'll start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where Liz will get me. Like, listen, you can come ride Henry. Uh, I'll put you on. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. So uh, it yeah. would just take one person being like, "You're actually like not bad," <laughs> and I would be like, "Oh, I'm in." But I told I'm you that it. about jujitsu, and you didn't. <laughs> but I'm not terrified of horses. <laughs> terrified of jujitsu but I still did it you did it twice yep do all the things yep. and my daughter loved it I love she's, it she's she was eight at the time and she absolutely adored it she's like I'm doing jujitsu and I'm like all right let's figure out how we're gonna work this into the calendar yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome awesome well without all that being said let's start the conversation with that term wellness right how Mm -hmm. do you define and conceptualize it because i know based on the conversations that we've had it's pretty in depth it's not like a straightforward answer of of what it means to be well and seeking wellness right so wellness is really all-encompassing it it is everything it's everything that you do it's the narrative in your head it's the building blocks of your body it's how you go about life um, day to day in a way that makes you flourish, makes you thrive, makes you want to, like, when was the last time, you know, I know people, um, especially like my former clients, that were so unhealthy and they just like, were not excited <laughs> for the next day. Yep. And for me, like a big part of helping my clients and Um, the women that I help on my retreats and even the people, even my corporate wellness clients is like, look forward to the next day. Yep. Like have that like hunger to experience all the things in the next day and don't be limited. Don't be limited by it. When you're well, you're not limited. You are able to do the things. Um, And that doesn't mean, you know, you can just do jujitsu and be like amazing at it the first time and not terrified. (laughs) But it means that like you can wake up and do the things to get you to where you want to be. So setting goals, very important, obviously, but being open, having that open mindset of maybe I do want to be a horse person. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like I feel great. So I should be able to do all the things I want to do. You know, like, you know, like, starting a business is very, 
requires a lot of time yep. and commitment yep. and learning and all that stuff. So just being able to do all the things is the most important thing to me. And that is the philosophy that I take into every everything that I do, really, um, be it my late girl retreats, pillar corporate wellness, if I'm working one-on-one with somebody or in a group setting. Um, I've even done like bachelorette parties. I've like helped with that, but it's like, it's just having like finding joy and pleasure in every day is extremely important in, in living, you know, a life well lived. Yeah. 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 No. And I think that's so powerful and so impactful. And just to backtrack a little bit, because I I realize as you're talking through late girl retreats and pillar corporate wellness, we didn't really give that the attention that it needed. No, it is. It is my ADHD brain (laughs) coming in and doing what it does best. Um, So I started in 2017. I started my one on one practice. Um, I'm an educator at heart. I was in education for nearly 15 years. Um, wrapped up, finished, you know, got my master's, was all excited about that. And then I think it was after my second active school shooter training, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I, don't think, I just don't think I'm, I'm made for this. Yep. Um, so I was like, well, what am I most passionate about, especially from the education? And, and it's just like teaching people how to be well. I would always, you know, tell the kids like, hey, grab that apple and, you know, like eat, eat your real food first. And I'm like, I've kind of been doing that and inspiring kids. I, you know, uh, help kids run their first 5k and just like inspiring them to move or set goals and, and hit them. And that is something I've always, always been very passionate about. I've always been coach oriented in that sense. Um, and so I got my health coaching certification and um, learned a ton about nutrition and about really um, how our, our narrative, our daily like self-talk affects great, like significant, like really learning the cognitive behavioral strategies behind um, achieving goals and, you know, even like realistic goal setting. That is something that a lot of people don't really think about right so if they are not realistic in setting those goals then they're either not going to hit them or they're going to be overwhelmed by what it takes to you know hit said goals so um so I was I was noticing that a lot of the women that I was working with had a really hard time of getting out of the way of them you know getting out of their own way or just like breaking the habit of something that they spent 40 years developing So I'm like, I just, it's not that I wanted to do everything for them and just, you know, what I really wanted to do was provide a location away from home where they can absorb and live the lifestyle that makes them feel better biologically because I'm cooking them food. They're implementing practices that they don't do at home, um, and we're doing adventures and we're, you know, um, we're moving and it's on a beautiful lake girl retreat. You know, it's on a beautiful piece of water as one of my favorite lake girls says. She's like, I just need a piece of water. I need to be by a piece of water. 
Um, so that's what we do. We're at this beautiful location and we're just doing all the things and it's four days enough for them to implement these practices, do all these things that by the end they're like, oh my gosh, I feel lighter. I wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I overate or underate. I, it's, you know, we have wine, we have wine at the retreats. It's not like, you know, it's just all clean eating and, you know, very regimented workouts. We, we have a blast, but we also shed those layers of the self-talk that we, that we have going on in our heads. And sometimes they don't even realize they're sabotaging themselves by the things that they're saying to themselves. Yeah. So, um, that it's been extremely successful. I've had, you know, um, nearly 10 retreats and everyone has just been, every single retreat has just been better than the one before and just amazing. And we're scaffolding a lot of the practices because the majority of the people are returners. So it's really hard to get new people. I won't um, host a retreat of more than 10 people because okay. then it just becomes a little too too much there's like a specific curriculum that I go through set by the people that are attending the retreat right they fill out a survey what do you want to work on what are the most important things for you so um at the end of the day it's just been this amazing positive experience and it's fun and again finding that joy in life and doing all the things and feeling well and feeling lighter and excited for the next day and all at the cost of literally the easiest things, implementing the easiest habits into your life. Because I am all about that easy button. Yep. I am busy, wife, mom, you know, professional, all the things, right? So it's got to be easy. Yeah. And if I can do it, and I am by no means like perfection, I just show up. And that's it. Just show up for yourself. And that's what the girls on the retreats are doing. They are showing up for themselves. They're prioritizing their wellness into their life so they can take it home and they can be excited. And then they spread it to their family and it's beautiful. And just the feedback that I've gotten from their family members, you know, husband's losing 20 pounds and their blood pressure hasn't been better and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, thanks for, you know, taking these three easy steps home with you and sharing them with your family. Yeah. And I think that's where the easy things are hard when you're in your own environment, Mm -hmm. right? Like those easy changes can be so difficult to make when you're habituated in your routine Mm -hmm. and in your lifestyle. And so as you've educated me about what you do in these retreats, like I've thought about it. It's like most of our listeners know how to be healthy, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. you know all the right things to do. Yep, 100%. But actually doing it is a huge hurdle, right? Same thing in my sports psychology practice. It's like we can sit down face to face and I can tell you how to think all the right things, but actually getting you to do them, that's the next Mm -hmm. level. And shaking up your environment and getting in this place where you're going to be with six, eight, ten other women who are trying the same thing. They're saying, we came here to transform the little things that we're going to do on a day-to-day basis, but get them into our system and actually have the effect show on this retreat, have fun doing it, feel really good, and then it's not so hard. Because it's like, I know how it makes me feel. And it's that 
reinforcement that you need. Absolutely. And the other thing is when you actually just do it for four days, you know, maybe it's implementing like more greens into your daily life, right? Like if you do it every day and you feel better, you're more likely to take that home and do it. Like if I tell you, hey, Athletic Greens is fantastic. You should try it. It made me feel great. And you like didn't do it. Are you actually going to do it? No. No, you're busy. No. You're busy. Yeah. Even if I do do it and then I'm stressed out in my normal life and I'm not sleeping as much and maybe, you know, I'm going doing too much at the gym because that's what I do or I rode 10 horses today, I still might not feel the effects. But when you can put it in that isolated environment, Mm -hmm. feel it, and then you trust in it that like, okay, yeah, it might not be the 100% change that I felt while I was relaxing on this retreat, but I trust enough in the change that it made Mm -hmm. that I know it's going to support me in my everyday life. Right. And it's going to, it's going to support your health. Like I, I always say, you know, um, Athletic greens might not be for everybody, but there is always some easy button that you can actually take that I have available on the retreats. Yep. And like, no doctor is going to say, oh, please don't bridge your nutrient gaps. Right. Please, by all means, do not bridge your micronutrient gaps. That's terrible. Right. No doctor is ever going to say that. Yeah. Um, but I do always suggest, like, on the retreat, listen, this is you're going to try at your own, you know, but I want you to be comfortable to try it. You're going to have access to it. And, you know, if it's something that you're nervous about, yeah, definitely consult with your doctor. Right. Just like everything else. So think of it like kind of like a, a girlfriend's weekend. Well, actually, you probably don't know the people you're going with. <laughs> and it's so friend, funny right? because I and just in my last retreat, I had a girl who was like, I don't know anybody. And I'm just we're road tripping to West to the mountains of West Virginia. And by the end, I mean, everybody's best friends. We have these silly inside jokes and we just laugh till we cry. Sometimes we cry at the retreats when we're doing a power session and we're just like letting go of old baggage, like stuff that just does no no good to keep a hold of. Sometimes we just need to talk about it. Yeah. Just talk about it. And then like I learned so much from the girls emotionally and I like feel jazzed and energized from what they have to give, like everybody has something amazing to give. And these women come out so supportive. And I think that's another thing that um, us as women struggle with sometimes. Yeah. Is like, is this group, how is this group? Like, is this group going to be catty? Are they going to be judgy? There's absolutely no room for that on our retreats. And it is women empowering and supporting women. And to me, that's amazing. And just the amazing things that have happened from from their professional life, just because of the women that they shared space with. Yep. Like just professionally, um, you know, psychologically, they have people to reach out to we have a private group where they just reach out and they're you know we're helping someone's mom move from new jersey and we're just rallying we rally together we support each other when we can and i think that's really important and we build this amazing community 
And um, yeah, I mean, Lake Girl Retreats, I can't say enough about it. Like I, it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like that common thread of like, here's a bunch of women who have made the investment in themselves to explore something that probably been interested in, right? Like, I don't think many people are just going to be like, I'm not interested in health and wellness. Like, let me go on this wellness retreat, right? You've at least been interested in it. And there's probably been some tension towards achieving those goals that you want to achieve or being able to do the things that you want to do. And that thread binds you together. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is cool. Like, you know, obviously one of our pillars on the podcast is community. And sometimes, like, we're talking through, it's like, how do you how do you action community, right? Mm -hmm. How do you create community? And what I love about what you're doing with the retreats is it kind of automatically creates that sense of community. Mm -hmm. And I I think the other thing is, is when people hear wellness, they automatically think like skinny and fit. Yeah. And that is one of my biggest pet pet peeves. My I, I know how much money the, the diet and the weight loss industry makes. It's, it's, astronomical you know billions yeah i am not interested in like weight loss i am interested in health gain yep you can be skinny and not be able to ride a horse yeah right yep if you lack the muscles to ride a horse i mean those are big animals (laughs) like i would imagine you'd have to be pretty darn fit yeah to ride a horse yeah but if you have no muscle, like, no. Like, th- this is I, – and I joke all the time. I have um, someone very close to me who I'm, I joke all the time. I'm like, you are, like, the fattest skinny person I know. Like, you need to start working. She's a relative, so I'm allowed to say this to her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to love you, love you. But um, I'm like, you need to start working on your muscles, baby, because once you hit 40, your muscle mass starts to decrease. And you got to use it before you lose it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I don't mean like be like a fitness model either. I'm not like, like get like down to 7%, like, you know. Yeah. But like BMI, like, no, like I do not believe it. I believe in being healthy, making the choices that help you feel well enough to do all the things. Yep. Like that, be excited for tomorrow. Yeah, and I like that you bring that up because I feel like as someone who's been interested, like obviously mental health is my professional forte, Mm -hmm. but I have this podcast where we talk about physical health and fitness and how important it is. And there, there has been this constant sort of stigma for me of like, I don't look like an Instagram fitness influencer. Like, I'm not skinny. I'm not fat. But I'm not like a twig. I'm not like one of those little girls. But I feel like you and I are of similar build and we're healthy. And like to me, the choices that I'd have to make to be Instagram influencer skinny are not healthy. They're sacrificing other parts of my mental health and wellness and life and connecting with people that I'm not willing to give up. Well, at the end of the day, you have to think about it like this. Is skinny your goal? What like what are your top five goals that you're willing to prioritize into your life every single day? Right. Like I've helped people lose inches. That's not a problem. Yeah. I can I can do that. I can help people lose inches. I want people to sustain their goals. Yeah. So if you're only willing to I mean, you could take magic elixirs and you could, you know, do all the different 
every diet out there works, right? Yep. <laughs> like, let's be serious, you yep. know? Every diet that touts weight loss that has scientific studies behind it, they all work. Are you going to stay on them? No. Like, that. at the end of the day, do you want that pizza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want that pizza. It's okay. Like, my whole, like, I'm like, all right, I'm even allergic to beer. <laughs> like, I am allergic to, but like once a week, I'm like, you know what? I am such a beer nerd. Like, I try, I have an app. Like, I have an app. Like, I rate all these beers and stuff. I'm such a, I've made beer before. Wow. I, I mean, committed to being like, all right, I'm going to suffer tomorrow, but at least I'm going to have my beer tonight. I'm going to have some beer tonight. There you go. It's usually Friday, so. Look out, world. Today's, That's right. Today's a Friday. Uh, yeah, tomorrow <laughs> when my face is all puffy and swollen, people are like, oh, you had beer, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. So people always ask, because I have celiac disease and I can't have gluten, and people always ask me, well, I'll like be eyeing up like a piece of sourdough bread. They're like, well, just eat it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Uh. And like, for me... The pain is mm-hmm. not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm allergic to Chinese food. I really don't even eat Chinese food anymore, but I used to like just be like, I know I'm gonna be in so much pain, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna eat it. But I have I have a twenty. I have yeah, I have officially written Chinese food out of oh, my biography. So I know, I know. It's just not worth the pain. It's yeah, it's so would it, would it, is it like the MSG or what? I don't know. Do I have think? no idea what it is. I th- I used to think it was that, but then I would eat stuff without MSG, and then I I don't know. Okay. I would really have to get into the nitty gritty. Because like it. I cried when I found out that soy sauce has gluten in it. Like I had like actual tears streaming down my face because Chinese food has been my absolute favorite like cuisine forever, <laughs> and I was like. But then now we, our local, like Lily's and Gugu, like they both do gluten free. So like that's why mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with them. They'll make like General Chow's chicken gluten free. Yeah. So yeah, here's the two health. Well, so I used to um do is liquid aminos gluten free. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. So I I switched over to liquid aminos yeah, and yeah. I was still having like issues and I'm like I just have to. Can you make it at home? Like can you make yourself? Some I, do. I do. I do okay. make myself. Yeah. Okay. I I have done that, but okay. it's just not the same. I know. Well, so actually, this is a fun, like, random nutrition tip for our listeners. I make a lot of fried rice. Like, I probably have fried rice, like, once a week. It's one of my favorite foods. And I do half rice, half cauliflower rice. Like, I think yes. people do the 100% cauliflower rice. Your girl needs carbs, right? Like, yeah. I'm working out. Yes. So I do half rice, and then I bulk it up with cauliflower rice. And, like, it's one of my favorite meals. And even my, you know, boyfriend, who I try not to, like, force too much health food on like loves that dish yeah, so that's awesome you can't even tell the cauliflower rice is there sometimes i tell him i'm like how was that rice he's like what do you mean it was delicious i'm like that was cauliflower <laughs> gotcha gotcha <laughs> tricked you because i mixed regular rice into it <laughs> it's like it's like what i do with my dog there's not a pill in there i promise yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly exactly it's totally fine it's totally fine well he hates mayonnaise I'm like sometimes sneak mayonnaise into things like salad dressings because I t- typically make my own salad dressings. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh goodness! But anyways, <laughs> complete we digress. Complete segues. Um, so you you keep using those terms biography and biology. Can you tell our listeners like your philosophy on that? Because as you were explaining this to me earlier in the week, I really liked 
just the articulation of it. Um, and I know it's a big part of your belief system and what you do, um, not only with corporate wellness, but on the retreats. And, and I think everyone would benefit from hearing about that. Um, yeah, I think that firsthand, I think it's embedded in my story just based on when I tell myself I am this or I can do this, I actually plan accordingly. But if I don't, okay. So like a good example would be like, okay, um, like 10 years ago, I probably would have never thought that I could run a half marathon. Yep. Now, a lot of people have done half, half marathons, but I got to a point where I could, I placed fourth. My best like half was I placed fourth in my division for a really hard half marathon in the area. And um, I was really sad that I didn't get third because I was like, I really want a medal. Um, because, See, you know. This is why you have to ride horses because you can get a ribbon up to eighth place. Oh, I'm in. You're in. All you have to do is tell me I'm semi-decent at it. Get I will show up. You'll get a ribbon. Uh, watch out, horse world. Here comes Stephanie Everett. <laughs> um, no, but so... In order to, and you can probably attest to this with jujitsu, because you just said I need the carbs. Mm -hmm. In order to hit a goal like that, to say like, all right, I'm going to run. I'm writing this into my story. A, I have to prioritize it into my story. It's not just a wish. It's a goal. Yep. Um, I needed the proper nutrition to support my biology to make that happen in my biography. Yep. So um, when you have to focus on those parts in order to hit a goal, it's relatively easy to understand. Yes, your biology and your biography are deeply interconnected. Yep. Um, I think what a lot of people, especially women, I mean, women are more introspective or maybe they just, they take a moment to maybe evaluate a situation or evaluate really anything to reflect and I think just women are I mean that's how we become a little bit more intuitive right yep what people don't realize is and and I can attest to this because I was there I've done this and I see so I've worked with so many people that have done this too when you're telling yourself I I can't do this because I look like this you're already limiting stuff and when you say well I look like this because I eat XYZ and I don't move at all, right? You are saying that that is, you're already limiting yourself and you're writing all the stuff that you know is holding you back into your life. That's your story. And so when you're writing that into your story, you have no room to up-level your biology. And I always say there's always an up-level. You could be, I mean... David Goggins might be like the only person that like I don't know that there is an up level for David Goggins I don't know I I don't know maybe not running until his like lungs fail and his blanks yeah that's true coughing up blood yeah maybe don't almost lose a toe like in a yeah yeah he's just he's insane again he's writing that into his story like that's you know and But if you look at it in the opposite way and your biology isn't supporting a healthy brain, I mean, gut health is 80% of how you think and feel. Yep. People don't know that. Or people might have heard that, but they have zero idea 
how to enhance their gut health. Mm -hmm. And again, that's stuff that we work on automatically at the retreat, 37 seconds, boom, done, next next task. Yep. Let's have fun. Yep. Let's go do things, yep. you know? Um, so when your biology is dragging you down, your biography is going to suffer as well. Yep. So it works both ways. You know, you can write things into your, you know, you set a goal to run a race. You need to have the biology in order to compete and do that. Yep. It goes the other way too. You know, when you start up-leveling your um, biography, it actually up-levels your biology in a way where you know you have to support that. And then when you're up-leveling your biology, you are... You didn't even know you were going to do it, but you are up-leveling your um, biography as well. You're able to do more than you thought. Like people that work on up-leveling their biology, that's when they get the big promotions. That's when they're able to sleep better, think clearer, um, have more energy, and not just like like Adderall energy. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's it's being able to define the why on either end, right? Like if I'm stuck somewhere and I feel like okay, here's all the habit changes that I could make, but my story is telling me that I'm not the person that's capable of making those changes, mm -hmm. I'm never going to be able to line up those two things. Mm -hmm. And if I invest in my health and my biology, all of a sudden I'm going to feel capable of doing and identifying as those things. And so I, I like the approach of working at it from both sides. Exactly. And again, like that up level, it, it feels great. It feels great. And, and you can tell, again, I always say, hey, I'm not perfect. I am, I am not perfect. I'm still worthy, but I'm not perfect, right? right. Um, but you notice when you're sliding back. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and it's okay. Be present where you're at. Yep. And that's the one thing that we do at the retreats. Like, we hold space for where we're currently at. We don't solve problems. You know, that's not the space for problem solving. That's a, a space for being present, connecting to where we're at, Maybe pointing pointing towards a target and saying, this is where I want to be. Yep. And moving towards that when, when we leave. But let's just, let's work on shedding those layers. Let's work on moving. And it doesn't have to be hard. And, and again, everything is participatory to the participants, like, will. Yep. If they want to go, you know, level class four and five whitewater rafting, which we did, <laughs> they do. I had a girl, she couldn't even swim. Wow. I know. It was wild. And she just wanted to conquer that fear. And I was like, that is a significant up level. I want to support you on this <laughs> journey. Um, and we had fantastic guides. So so there's that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just being where you're at. And putting a target around where you want to be. Yep. And you don't have to hit the bullseye every single time. Yep. If you just hit the target, like you're you're doing it. You are up leveling. Just hitting the target. Just yep. showing up. Yeah, and I think when the goal is like perfection, that's where a lot of people like give up and quit, right? Because like, oh, I need to do this twenty four percent, like twenty four seven 
all of the time. Mm -hmm. And then the second that you don't do it, you make the statement of, I am going to be someone that eats healthy, right? And you make that a, in your biography, I eat healthy. And you slip up and you have some ice cream, you start to have that cognitive tension, right? Between this is the the thing that I am identifying as and the action that I'm taking don't fit together. And so that's where I feel like that biography has to include the self-love flexibility. And, mm-hmm. and that's something that I struggled with like a long time of trying to be healthier and then hating myself for wanting ice cream with my friends. Mm-hmm. That's not a fun way to live. No. That's not a great place no. to be. And guess what? My biology is going to be completely fine if I have ice cream with my friends once a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's it's interesting because as we sit here and talk and as we've talked in, in the past, like I just sometimes want to go right into a session and just like launch that curiosity like yeah. button at you and just yeah. be like, let's peer into this cabinet of curiosities of who Tyler is yeah, and where Tyler has been. And like, what do you think like formed this habit or this thought loop or, yeah. you know, so, yeah. and that's kind of what we do a little bit yeah. on the retreats. We, we get into like, Hmm, I'm curious why. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny, like a a lot of it, I think, has to go along with the mindset stuff that I study and like the fixed versus growth mindset. And even this week, I was doing a deeper dive into that for one of my clients. And and this term of cognitive conflict came up of when your actions and your beliefs don't support each other, it's a conflict Mm -hmm. to you. And it's it goes right along with that fixed mindset of if I identify as someone that's smart and I get a bad grade on a test, cognitive conflict. I'm going to inherently hate myself and be uncomfortable with the situation that I'm in. And it's like, hmm, taking that pause of why? Why am I feeling the way that I feel? Mm -hmm. What do I truly value? And I think that's the deeper conversation that we also started to have of like goals versus desires, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you, You talked about running a marathon. I feel the same way. I ran a half marathon. Man, after I did that, like, I think that was like four or five years ago at this point. I, I don't run I don't run a mile I don't run a lap around the building like we start to warm up at the gym and I'm like I don't hate myself enough to make myself run anymore it's yeah. not that I'm not fit it's not that I'm not doing anything any but like I genuinely feel like as I was running that half marathon my motivation came from I need to achieve to be worthy, mm-hmm. right? And that was the story that I wove in. I need to be doing something and be seen as someone who's accomplishing goals mm-hmm. to feel worthy in my life. Yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. Right. If I lose a jujitsu tournament, who cares? Right. I've got kids that I'm teaching to be confident and strong mm-hmm. and adults that have been unhealthy and come in and see jujitsu and like create a better sense of self. So like, who cares if yeah. I'm on the podium? Like, yeah, of course I like to win. Mm-hmm. It's oh, fun. We would all like to crush every goal every single day in a, you know, Barbie doll body, but be strong, but not too strong. And like, you know, be so, so, so smart and do all the things and, you know, get all these degrees and like, yeah, do what, yes, we all want that. Yeah. But like, what are you willing to do in your life to live a well-lived life? Yep. Like, what do you really want? Yeah. 
Like, if you don't want to run, you shouldn't run. Now, I would never say, if you, like, I have so many people that are like, I hate exercising. And actually, at the the one where we did the the rapids, um, the, the one girl, she hate, 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 hates working out. But she'd be like, I'm doing this for my stupid mental health. And I'm like, I know, I know, keep going. I'm like, we just got to find your movement. We got to find your movement. Jazzercise, man. Like yeah, prancercise. Prancercise. <laughs> yeah. Move it around. I'm like, we just have to find your movement. And that's like a lot of what we do. We explore different movements, yep. you know, be it anything from yoga to the rapids to zip lining to whatever. She got out of this crazy situation on the yacht and she was like, I found it. She's like, this is my movement. She has since then gotten herself um, like a kayak and she go like, I, I'm so proud of her. And it took, it took a long time. It took her over 40 years of her life to find her movement. Yep. And like, again, like us women, we <laughs> don't ever stop growing. Don't ever stop learning about you. Like be so excited and so curious about who you are, what you really want, what, what are you capable of? You know, maybe I, I, you know, there's just, we all have this. And I, at the end of the day, like my passion, like what really just lights me on fire is getting people to be excited about themselves, yeah, their life, what it is and what it can be. And like, just be so fired up. Like, I tell people, like, you're the only you. And, you know, this isn't, you know, from me. I'm this, you know, wellness people talk about this all the time. You're the only you that's had your experiences and you've lived in them and you've sat in them. And maybe some of those experiences have really held you back. But they're like, it's not ever too late to keep going. My oldest late girl was 74. I love it. Her and her daughter came. And she was 74 that woman i'm not lying i had to tell her to stop doing burpees she was incredible we all called her goals like because she was just so incredible and i just want everybody to kind of her name's rita i want everybody to like channel their inner rita and just like never stop like don't ever don't ever say to yourself and i have heard this from my clients i guess this is my life now Mm. that makes me want to cry I will, and I have even like friends taking their hands and look deep in their eyes and say like, that makes me so sad that this is where you think this is as good as it gets. It's not, it's not. It's funny you say that I have a a little five-year journal and like one of the prompts was like, what, like what really gets under your skin? And like, for me, it's when I meet someone that is blaming how their life is on something. Like mm-hmm. when I see someone who is not living up to their potential or is stuck in the same rut and I can tell that they're not happy, like I'm like, ah, like what are you doing? Yeah. I just want to shake you. And and to your point too, like some of the most inspiring people I've met in jujitsu are not these world champions out there. I have met 67-year-old women who start jujitsu and then get their black belt at 77. That's right? amazing. Like, how cool. That is amazing. How cool. This little I just met this little five foot tall, 67 year old woman. She calls herself Cannoli. Um, 
her name's Kay Cannoli. And she's like, I just, I train with a bunch of dudes, a bunch of big, strong dudes. And she's like, let me show you how I finish a choke on big, strong dudes. And like literally sweetest woman looks like your grandma. And she's out there beating up like 200 pound men. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Channel your inner cannoli. Yep. Like just, just go out there, get it. I, I know what you mean when, when you talk about people that aren't living up to their potential or the, or the people that complain consistently about how something is affecting their life or like, um, people that are like, you know, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. That's like a big one. Yeah. And trust me, I've been there. Oh, I know exactly what that feels like. Um, it is sometimes very scary to think about, well, what does it take to get out of this? Yeah. And shedding those layers of, I have been using this as the reason that I can't do something else. Yep. Um, channel that inner cannoli, exactly. you know, be well, brave. And like, I, and we could talk about that. Like that's all stuff we talk about. Right. Right. And I think that's where like people are like, Oh, well you guys are just like magical thinkers. And like, Mm-mm. no, I got my doctorate while I still pursued the job and career I had worked 10 years to get to realizing that, yeah, like there was fulfilling parts of being a groom. I wouldn't take any of that time away. But I I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I knew my soul wasn't fulfilled by it anymore. And so it's not like I just quit and was homeless. I worked on getting my doctorate while I was in that situation and and then went on to the next thing. So it's not it's not magical thinking. It's not ignoring the realities. It's not saying, oh, I hate my job and I'm just going to quit and not pay my mortgage. But it's believing that you can make things work regardless of the circumstances. Yeah, I think that the magical thinking part comes from not do, not the action of doing that. It's the action of thinking around it. Yep. And making, making it happen in your mind first. Yeah. And saying, this is going to suck. Yeah. This is going to be hard. Yeah. I've made a plan and on paper, it looks like dog shit. Yep. It looks like my life is going to be hard. Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. Boom. Yes. That's the magical thinking and saying, I don't want to be doing this. I know I have to do this. Yeah. But I also know that this is what I really want, and I'm going to have a really hard path to get to it. All right, let's go. Yeah. Just start. Just let's do this. Favorite favorite quote of almost all time. My, my actual favorite quote is Nietzsche, but um, favorite quote is, most people will choose unhappiness over uncertainty. Yeah, and that's true. And I'm, listen, and I always, I always qualify this. Like, I am, again, totally evolving every single day. You know, I am far better of a human being, of a well, I'm, I am well. I am well. And I am better off today than I was a year ago, than I was 10, 10 years ago, then I was 15, 20 years ago. Oh my gosh, I was so unwell. You know, people saw the smiling, happy, peppy person on the inside. I was in so much pain, so much pain. And I just want people to understand and to know, like, if you need a space to shed those layers and to work on that wellness, like, 
to feel good, to be excited about tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And, um, that it's there. It is there. It's for you. It's an adventure. It's a happy place. And I mean, listen, you, you don't need to go on a retreat to, to get well. Yep. Okay. Yep. But you do have to, to work. Yep. You have to put some work in. Yep. And, um, but I think you might want to yes. come on a retreat. Yes. So if you do wish to come on a retreat, um, Stephanie and I have an ulterior motive of today's <laughs> podcast too. No, um, honestly, like I genuinely, I've been wanting to have her on for a while to talk about wellness and, uh, hopefully, you know, we can have her on again to kind of expand these topics, but another opportunity, we're going to do a whole equestrian late girl retreat. Um, and I would love to have our listeners come. We are going to offer a 10% discount to anyone that listens to this podcast and reaches out and said, Hey, I heard about this on this podcast. It sounds amazing. I want to go tell us a little bit more. Like, I mean, I know we've kind of talked through, but tell us a little bit more about what that's going to look like. So, um, the Airbnb that we have is in Deep Creek Lake. Actually, I think it's Oakland in Maryland. Um, it's a gorgeous house. Oh, we, so we, we got a good house. We, we, we sprung. <laughs> sprung. This house is fantastic um, and has excellent ratings, which is very important. Um, so we have this beautiful house on a piece of water. <laughs> and um, I will be making some delicious, yummy food that is easy to make. All whole foods, all real foods. Um, I will be bringing in easy to do kind of habits and we'll do a little education about why you're implementing this habit into your daily life. Um, but it's kind of automatic. There's really no way to fail. Um, and that is like setting people up for inevitable success is just more than half the battle, yep. right? So, and then we go through, we do these sessions together. We have delicious food. We'll, we do an outing. Um, we go on adventures and we just, you, you meet people that you don't even realize are going to be your best friends. And you, I don't know you right now, but if you come on this retreat, you will have, I mean, I, if you come on this retreat, I already love you because my heart is just filled with love. I have so much love to give and, um, just being present with these people just makes, like, again, just makes my heart on fire. But, um, so yeah, we just, we have fun. We have fun. We set the environment up for inevitable success and we let go of stuff that doesn't serve us anymore. Just let it go. Okay easier said than done, right? Yeah, absolutely. But now you're here in this beautiful area with a bunch of women who want to support you and lift you up. And we're just going to have fun. And, you know, you're going to do your, your thing. And I'm going to probably turn into a horse person. Probably. So here we are. Yeah. We got to get you, we'll get you some lessons before, before May. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be right there with you guys. I love it. Learning right alongside. I love it. I love it. See, yeah. do all the things. Yeah. Woo! It's going to be really fun. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, like, as someone, you know, I have always pursued 
excellence, right? Whatever that means to me. Um, My definition of excellence is constantly evolving. Um, I've done different sorts of educational seminars, retreats, stuff like that. I've I've wanted to go on a yoga retreat, haven't done that yet. Um, But when Stephanie and I were talking about this, there's nothing else like it. There is nothing else so intimate, um, so inclusive, so hands-on and together. Um, And, you know, as we were kind of talking about the late girl retreats and that common thread of here's a bunch of women that are trying to be well together, well, we're going to have two common threads, right? Here's a bunch of women who are trying to seek wellness, but from the equestrian lens and the equestrian viewpoint, right? Don't get me wrong, like we talk about those limiting beliefs. I know that a lot of the limiting beliefs that we hold in the equestrian industry are based on the harsh realities of our industry, right? Uh, I know a lot of you guys are doctors and lawyers and uh, teachers and you are just scraping by waking up at four o'clock in the morning to ride your horse before you get to the barn. And it can be really difficult to implement habits in in those environments. And so um, I really believe that you have to do these things for yourself and explore these areas of yourself so that you can go back and do that harsh reality life just a little bit better and just a little bit fuller and you can look forward to those busy long days and Mm -hmm. you can find that spark and find how to bridge the gap between knowing how to be better and actually doing it. And being better for you, yep. that is something that, you know, a lot of people in the wellness industry, they don't necessarily care. Yeah. They want, you know, their image of better is, well, I want to see this person get stronger, get thinner, and maybe buy the supplements that I'm selling, right? Yeah. Like, honestly, that's the harsh reality of the wellness world. Like, people come out of the woodwork with magic potions and wraps and all these things. Like, they come out of the wood. That is not what we do on a retreat. Like, it's not about that. And wellness is an individualized goal. Like, my definition of wellness might not be the same as your definition of wellness. But what I like to do is honor what your definition is and I like to look at all and all the things all encompassing looking at your entire picture of what wellness is and helping you tweak and figure out how you can up level your wellness like it's highly individualized and that is truly what makes the curriculum so soul shifting and and inspiring people to take the stuff home and to implement it with their friends and family. And like, that is the magic of a late girl retreat. Yep. Yep. So May 16th to 19th is the dates that we have reserved. Um, again, we're going to offer a 10% discount to listeners of the podcast. Um, look for our socials. Yep. Yep. We'll be making the announcement and putting all the price points up for, you know, differing um, privacy and if you, like, I would suggest bringing a friend having a training wheel, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we've got a couple of rooms um, that would be great to kind of grab a friend and uh, make it 
more economical for both of you and, and share space and everything like that. Um, but different price tiers, different options will create all of that and we'll get you the info of where to reach out to reserve your spot. Um, cause I'm, I'm thinking and hoping they're going to go fast. Uh, they typically do. They typically <laughs> yeah, you do. You said your last one, what? It I, was like- I put one post out there and I had like, my Venmo was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't know. Like they were putting in the, the reservation fee. I only had one post. And I think I only had one extra slot left by, you know, two weeks down the road. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, again, I'm lucky because I have had such success at every single retreat that yep. people are like, I'm not missing the next one. Right, right. And when they do, it's like complete FOMO. Like, I, I've had one girl miss one retreat since she started, and, like, the FOMO was insane. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's it's just a fun group. Like, everybody's just fantastic. And you are, too, so. Yeah, yeah, no, and so you'll get, you know, you'll get some sports psychology uh, access as well. So, um, you know, I think, obviously, we're going to talk more about, like, you know, what the day-to-day is going to look like on that retreat. And as Stephanie, you know, mm-hmm. sort of alluded to, it's very individualized, mm-hmm. but we'll make sure that, you know, some of the common topics that I deal with on a sports psychology basis are also included in that, right? Because I think a lot of equestrians are missing that sense of wellness and sense of enjoyment because of some of the fears and mental blocks that come up in their riding. And when riding is the one thing that you do for yourself and it becomes a chore or it becomes, I don't want to go to the barn today. That's a problem. Yeah. That's when you need to start working. And, and I, you know, everybody that I know in the horse world, it is such a core part of their identity. Yep. And if you are actually starting to dislike that part of your identity, it's you, you got to work on you, yeah. baby. You got to work on you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't know if you remember that I was going to ask you this question at the end, but we ask all of our guests that come on the podcast in reference to our books, 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 segment. books, books. Yeah, books, books, books. Love it. Um, what is a book that has changed the way that you view the world? And what is a book that you're currently reading, if you are reading one? I am. So uh, the the book that changed how I view the world, oh God, there's so many. I feel like, honestly, every book I read is like world changing. Yep. Yeah, like, and I read a lot of fiction yeah. as well. Um, and I just feel like there's just so much to be learned in, in the in the imagination, you yeah. know, you know, be it uh, real life or or fake life. But um, I guess I will say, oh gosh. So I really love the Glass Castle. Did okay. you ever? Did you ever read I don't that? Think I've it's ever fantastic. Read that. I think it's by Jana Walls. Um, that's a fantastic book of perseverance. And also, I love David Goggins' book. Yep. Oh my gosh! Like he's just. <laughs> I, he's an alien, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think those two kind of changed a lot of how I, I view the world and how um, perseverance is like a core part of my identity too. And like books like that solidified and strengthened that yeah. within me. And the book I'm reading right now is called House of Leaves. <laughs> it's a scary book. Scary. It's a very spooky, Ooh. scary book. Halloween. It's wild and um, it's really hard to explain. Okay. Because there are all these like subnotes. It's a book about uh, 
guy who got obsessed with this one house and like he dies in a very scary way and then this other guy gets his stuff and starts reading it and then now he's obsessed over and so people go crazy and they lose weight and they lose money and like and there's all these and like you open it to the first book the first page said this is not for you and it's just like really creepy house of leaves so if you i love being afraid that's like like, i love like like haunted houses and like (laughs) scary mazes and stuff and it's like you know it's that time it's like scary movie time so house of leaves is a wild wild book and i just cracked it open i think i'm only like 40 pages in and it's it's already messing. That's not for me. My, <laughs> um, my boyfriend like loves the scary and it's like spooky season and stuff. And like he loves the Saw movies, right? And oh yeah. I, I've never seen them. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll do, I'll do my part. Like we'll watch Saw together. And, the like, first one. Literally Ooh. 10 minutes in, I am sobbing. And I told him <laughs> that we have to turn it off because I can't sit through it. Like I was literally just like... I was like, I can't watch this. Like, I'm so uncomfortable. I can't do it. And like, uh, a scary mazes. I'm like, you go. His sister likes that kind of stuff too. I'm like, you go with your sister. I don't know why. It's not a date idea it's like for a controlled, us. Like, it's like no. a controlled scariness. I love it. It's like a rush of adrenaline. I don't know what is wrong with me. It's but for me. <laughs> it's like, it's I have read wild. a few like mystery type books though. So like, I maybe would enjoy it in print form but that one sounds like a little bit like it's above my well it's actually it's you almost want to take notes because it's so scattered okay and even like the text like one page will be like all of the text goes in a inside a square and you have to kind of like keep turning the book okay to read it it's like it's more of a mental like interesting and it's wild and, and people kind of like going crazy over like, it's just I don't know right now again I'm 50 pages in so I don't really yeah yeah so well there you have it there you have it. House of Leaves I forget who wrote it but well, this book is not for you this book is not for you so don't uh don't take that recommendation but you know as a side note, uh, the Lake Girl Retreats is famous for their swag, right? Like, yes. you do a lot of fun, like, swag stuff. We're going to have to incorporate swag, books, swag. books, books into oh, our swag. Let's do it. I love it. Let's like, do it. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. We got to do some, like, books, like, some of our favorite, like, yes. mind-shifting books. I mean, honestly, there are so many books books out there. there's so many great books out yeah, there yeah. even like the not great books you're yeah. like well i still learned this this and this maybe we could do like white elephant style <gasps> like you know like let's you like open that. up the book and then like oh, oh my i want to read that one and i've already read that's what we're doing all right you heard it here first everybody <laughs> white elephant books 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 on the whole equestrian lake girl retreat i'm may so 16th the 19th get your spot yes 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 i love it and follow the socials like we'll be announcing all the different tiers and whatnot yeah. um in in the near future if yeah. not you know before you even listen to this amazing podcast exactly. i hope i haven't bored bored you too much with with all this Shit. silliness i'm like you know bear with my age ADHD brain. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you're still listening, bravo. I don't I I don't think I have ADHD. My boyfriend and my friends try to tell me that I have ADHD. <laughs> and I think I just have like a very high powered brain. Like that's mm-hmm. capable of thinking at multiple things. I think ADHD once. is a superpower sometimes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I it don't is. Know if it's ADHD or not. But well, I've taken some tests. You're you're a superhero. Yeah. For a lot of people. I mean, think about it. 
I did take one of those like reading tests, like of like how fast you can read, like when words like are on the screen or yeah. whatever the other day, 600 words per minute. I'm like in the top 1% of the population that can read 600 words per that- minute. Is why books, books, books is a thing because you can tear through them. Yes, I am a slow reader because I typically read at night before bed, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I have that problem. Yeah, so I'll go a little bit slower just so I'm like, all right, I'm really in it. I listen to a lot of audiobooks too. Do you have to like end on a chapter, or are you like, I'm gonna fall asleep reading this book? No, I have to end on a chapter usually, unless it's like I I need to put this down okay because I like literally like I Tommy will find me with like a book on on my face and like I'm just like dead asleep like I, and I don't care yeah. like as soon as I decide that I'm tired I fall asleep within like seconds so I can't even make yeah. it to the end of the chapter oh sleep is like another fun thing to work on too yeah yeah I'm, yeah. I'm just so I'm so jazzed I'm pumped I'm yeah pumped. all right well um yeah I think that's you know kind of everything we wanted to touch on uh do you have any closing comments for the listeners um, you know, even if going on a retreat seems scary, you know, because because deciding to do the magical thinking of deciding to do something to up level your life is scary sometimes and this is a big step. But I would just say look at yourself in the mirror and just tell yourself I'm worth it. And you won't believe how many people do this. And cry because of that cognitive, it's, it's friction. Yep. It is. So if anything, if, if the smallest step that you can take is to go into the bathroom, look your, look yourself in the eyes and tell yourself I'm worth it. That's it. Then do that tiny step. And just maybe that will plant a little seed for you to do something that uplevels your your biography or your biology because you're telling yourself I'm worth it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, you heard that here. Um like I said, follow us on the socials. Uh, most most people that are listening here already should be um but we'll have multiple waves of communication getting out. Um thank you so much for listening and in the meantime, enjoy the ride.